Welcome to Plus Size Stories, Episode 2. Now, Plus Size Stories is a project that I decided to take on in an effort to give a voice to other just regular folks that are on their own weight loss journey. Uh, I found, frankly, that TV shows that are about weight loss tend to be uh, of the exploiting nature uh, and tend to exploit those that are that are on the show. And that really annoys me. So we are continuing with this video series, which just is my hope is that it gives a voice and humanity to those we speak with. So with that, Today, we have a 36-year-old man from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, his name is Jordan, and he's a legal assistant, and he's been on his weight loss journey pretty much all his life, but really just started kicking into it uh, in July of 2022. And so we sit down and we talk with Jordan. Here we go. Welcome to Plus Size Stories. We are talking today with Jordan, a 36-year-old man from the Champaign, Illinois area. And uh, he is also going through a weight loss journey like many of us. And we're here to just find out a little bit more about him. Jordan, thank you so much for showing up today and for, uh, for agreeing to sit and talk with me. Um, just to put it all out there, Jordan and I have been uh, TikTok friends for quite some time now. <laughs> yeah. So we're not exactly strangers, strangers, but, um, but I may not know the details about a lot of his journey. So um, Jordan, why don't you just tell people a little bit about yourself? First of all, I want to say thanks for having me, man. Yeah. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to doing this. So. You are very welcome. I appreciate it. Um, I guess I could start with myself. Like you said, I'm 36. Um, I'm married. I have been for 14, going on 14. It'll be 14 years in November. Um, we've got a little girl who's 11. Um, we homeschool. Um, and I, I work as a legal assistant for the state of Illinois here. And I also have another job that I do part-time work for a farm and home store because I live in the Midwest, so why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's a little bit about myself. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a musician, I guess, if you want to do hot, throw hobbies in there. Sure, sure. I play, I play uh, guitar, bass. Been playing the drums a little bit lately. Uh, probably something I picked up in the last three or four years. Um, same with piano, but yeah. And, that, and that's uh, primarily involved with your church? Yeah. Well, I started playing guitar when I was 12. Um, actually because I wanted to play bass uh, and my parents said no way you have to learn how to play the guitar first so they bought me a guitar and uh, then they never bought me a bass <laughs> they kind of conned me that. I don't know I had to, I, it was when I got my first job that I got my first bass so you know okay <laughs> alright so you you are um, as we say busy a little bit yeah <laughs> I I uh, I'm the sound tech at church. I'm, I'm like the head of the sound department, and I also play bass there. Um, then I work about sixty to sixty-five hours a week. So I have a couple couple irons in the fire. Yep. I also DJ. Actually, I'm a wedding DJ as well. So Jeez. that's uh, 
that's turned into more of a hobby since COVID. I was running about 12 gigs a year, um, probably about one a month. But since COVID, uh, over the two years that the lockdown was happening, I only did two weddings. So Wow. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully that picks up again for you. Yeah. Because oh. it sounds like something like that would be fun to do. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. Um, I actually did a um, I did a wedding once. They wanted a wedding announcer more than yeah. more than a DJ. It was the weirdest thing. It was literally <laughs> doing the normal like, please welcome for the first time. You know the yeah. the, the introductions and the wedding party and all that. And that's fine. That's normal. But as far as music goes, they had a playlist on an iPod, and they said, "Hey, can you just press play at this time?" Yikes! Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they paid me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was weird. It was just weird. Um, but but yeah, I I'm not a DJ. I am, and I told them flat flat out, I'm just I, I'm that's not my that's not my thing. So, um, cool. I've so, been doing that for like twelve years now. I actually started. Wow. Uh, wife went to bible school out in tulsa mm-hmm. um and there's a company there it's like a really big company called dj connection and i started working for them um and of course i did a non-compete contract or whatever when i signed up with them but you just can't dj in neighboring states well illinois is a state over so when i came back i just picked it up and started doing it for myself you know? that's great yeah. yeah uh, that, and yeah, that's, again, that that sounds like it would be a fun gig. I'm busy on the yeah. day of, certainly, but yeah. Sure. Um, cool. So uh, why, don't, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about your uh, weight loss journey? Um, give us a little history of um, your, you, yeah, basically just your weight loss journey from whatever point you'd like to start. Oh, man, we can start... Um... Man, I guess we could start where I think the beginning was. I, there's not too much to talk limits with me. So I think it started when I noticed that it started. I was, uh, it was 96, so I was nine years old. A tornado came through my hometown, um, and it was quite traumatizing to me. Hmm. Um, I was just like, if, if there was even dark clouds in the sky at that point, I would freak out. So my parents took me to a therapist and took me to the doctor, like to try and get this thing figured out. Um, and I got put on some medicine for, uh, ADD and a couple other things. And I noticed, um, shortly after that, that I started to get chunky then. Hmm. And I don't know that it's a side effect of the medicine, um, or if it was just a side effect of the stress or what it was, but that's when I noticed I was around nine when I started to gain weight. Huh. Um, so that happened and then you know it just kind of kept going and kept going and i would get bigger and my parents also were overweight um so my mom would be like she'd put me on a thousand diets i'm, I'm promise you man like uh dr atkins was big back then. yep so i i i choked down many a grapefruit in my middle school years um my mom was pretty adamant about that and of course you know um she tried to get me to follow it, but I, I was not into just not eating carbs. Like I haven't been all my life. Right. So and the, <laughs> Dr. Atkins was pretty low carb. So, um, I don't know. It, it affected, I was private. I was in a private school. So 
when it came to bullying and stuff, it didn't happen a lot um, mm-hmm. because there were like my graduating class was four people. Wow. Um, okay. So to an extent, it affected my social life, but I never felt um, singled out or, or anything like that. Plus, I had I had a big family. I've got four brothers and two sisters. And so my older brothers were kind of there. They were my insurance policy to make sure that I didn't get picked on, you know? Right. That and um, so plus, you know, we were, I mean, in, in a school of 25 people and you're six of them, your family is six of right, them. Right, right. Like, kind of popular anyway, just by default. So um, socially didn't, of course, like, dating that was like a big deal like my confidence was low because everybody around me was thin and um i was i think i had one other classmate that was overweight and she wasn't even chubby you know yeah Um, yeah i i have i have overwhelmingly big been the biggest guy in the room all of my life um from the time i was about nine on um and you know, a, a lot of things contribute to that. And um, I guess we'll probably get into that more a little bit later. Sure. But then, um, so after graduation, I dated around a little bit. And um, then I, when I turned 21, I met a really, really cool girl and uh, decided we'd make it official seven months after dating. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We fast. It, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really fast. It's worked out though. It's, it's been good, you know. And how long so have we, you been married? Uh, thirteen years. It'll be fourteen in November, so almost fourteen. Well, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, we were uh, we met on Facebook. Actually, she she sent me. It's a funny, a funny story, kind of. If you want to edit this part out, that's fine. <laughs> I, I want to. She sent me, there was three girls in her profile picture and she sent me a friend request and I'm looking at the girls and I'm like, man, if it's this girl, I don't want to be friends with her. If it's this girl, I don't want to, but if it's that girl, I, I'll accept it. So I go to my, my older brother that's right above me and we've been best friends like all my life. And I'm like, Joel, what should I do about this? And uh, he used a colorful expletive, but he's like, you know, basically you only live once. What do you have to lose? And so I was like, okay, well, if, if that's your opinion, I, I always valued his opinion. So I went ahead and accepted it and I got lucky. It was the girl that I wanted it to be. That's so, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we lived, um, we lived 20 miles apart. Um, all the communities around here, all the small towns, like you end up, intermingling and having friends from all of them so it's just and there are so many like different times we should have met earlier and we just didn't like we, we were going through pictures at my house one time and uh she's going through these photo albums and she's like this is my grandma and i'm like <laughs> what and she's like yeah why is my grandma at your house and apparently her cousin was friends with my older brother back in the day and his mom and grandma came over and had dinner it just so happened i was also so i did and she had passed away long before i was in the picture but i was lucky enough to get to meet my wife's grandma even though she wasn't alive when we got together 
Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Is, isn't it weird the way that works? Um, it is. My, my wife uh, basically grew up like five miles away from me, uh, but we didn't go to the same schools, so we never actually met until high school. Um, and then when I learned where she lived, I went, that's like right down the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, very you, strange. Yeah. So, so I, I got lucky. Um, like I said, she didn't obviously care about my weight or anything. And then, uh, then when you get out of the house, so we moved directly to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, like I was talking about earlier, um, she was in Bible college and we moved there right away. She was already living there when we got married, actually. So, um, we had met that spring and then that fall she went to school and then a couple months later I followed because I just, I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't yeah. do that. Um, funny thing happened when I left home and it's that I realized that you do not need a special occasion to buy a cookie. And so, <laughs> yep. So I had this newfound independence. Like I was living hundreds of miles away from anybody that would keep me accounted accountable. Um, I had my own apartment. I had my own place, my own income and everything. And, uh, I just started making poor life decisions, you know? And, uh, also being homesick, like you kind of turn, you turn to, um, the person that you have. So my wife for comfort and then communally we turn to food for comfort. So if you guys need to know any great places to eat in Tulsa, I know every single one of them um, because that's just what we did. And, yeah. um, it's like, you know, when you're home or when you're far away from everybody that you know, you, you've got each other and you've got food and that's kind of how we passed those two years. So I came back, oh, probably 50 pounds heavier than I was when I left. Um, and then we got, she got pregnant right away with our baby when we got back. And um, actually she was pregnant when we left Tulsa, but we just didn't know it. So when we got home, we found out that she was pregnant. Um, and uh just kind of never took any time there there have been of course several times like my mom my mom was a big influence every time i decided to lose weight um and of course you know we lost her in 2017 but um it was i guess after my daughter had been born in 2012 my mom was really big i don't know if you ever heard of Salis, body by vi yeah yep but my mom was really big into that. And so she got me making all these shakes and she's like, Oh, you do so good on it. And I did, I did pretty good on it. Um, but it was also kind of one of those fad diets because she was, she was way into dieting, but she was way into fad dieting. So it was just not sustainable. Right. 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 And that's the story of my life. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and not just yours. Like like a lot of us went through that kind of thing. I, I had my, my run with Atkins as well. Uh, yeah. I did I'm sure I did the South Beach diet and I forgot um, about that one. We did yeah, that one too. I did Weight Watchers for a while. Um, <laughs> and and ju I mean it, just a lot of them, right? Um, and and it just yeah, and it's just I think we just grasp for whatever we think will work. And desperation I will 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 point us in those directions sometimes. A hundred percent. And I think that dietary literature can be good, but if you're getting your diet from a book, like a book, 
probably not going to pan out in the long run. Right. Um, at least that's been my experience. I'm sure some people may have hit up Atkins and it worked wonderfully for them and they've been able to maintain it ever since 2002. Right. Like that, that's completely possible. But in my case, if it's a fad diet, it just hasn't worked so far. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of, it was up and down and up and down, like, you know, the same old story. Like, I'm in a shameless plug here. Like in my poem, you weren't there. Uh, like a rubber ball, man. It just continued to bounce up and down, up and down. Yep. And then, um, so five years later, it wasn't, it was a little less than five. My daughter was just about, I don't know, she had just turned five when my mom passed away. Um, like within 15 days, I think. Hmm. So five years later, um, my mom, uh, she was actually doing really good too, man. She was doing like she had finally found a rhythm and was really dropping weight and uh she suffered from asthma asthma attack just took her out like oh man yeah super it was a sunday morning um she was getting ready for church and she just had a asthma attack and dad got her a puffer and uh she just looked at him and her last words were it, it isn't working and um so she she passed away um we all like they they were able to keep her body alive until uh, we could all get to the hospital and say goodbye but um i think it was more for us than yeah. for her yeah um so my my brother i say my brother so i've got four brothers I, I i'll just use that generality when i'm talking about them because you guys don't care about the timeline sure but <laughs> <laughs> but one of my brothers um he had gotten pretty big as well not as big as me um, but he took my mom's death as a wake-up call, and I took it as the opposite. Um, he lost a ton of weight. Um, he's done really good, and, you know, he's fluctuated a little bit since then, but he's back down. And um, But he took it as a wake-up call, and I took it as a as a downfall, I guess, um, if you want to put it in those I, I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, and and I lost both of my parents uh, within a six year span, and uh, when the days that those things happen, they're not good, and yeah. and, and and turning yeah. to food, look is is a habit, like for right. for for us that that are kind of locked into emotional eating, you know, it just you get a right. big old case of I don't care, and yep. and mow down anything that you can put your hands on <laughs> yeah so I, I know yeah people say that this is a midwestern thing but i it's mostly people in the midwest that i say i think it's just like a cultural thing everything revolves around food so when we're depressed we go get ice cream to make ourselves feel better or a chocolate bar if we're happy oh let's celebrate let's have a cake yeah like if we're if we're sad in mourning well what does everybody do they come to your house bringing loads of lasagna and garlic bread and tacos and whatever crock pot meal they can think of. And they just shower you with food because that's how we know to comfort people. Well, and there's a reason why it's called comfort food, right? That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It that's shouldn't right. be any great surprise to anybody that, that we turn to food for a lot of things because it is a cultural thing. That's not a Midwest thing. It, it's uh, just, yeah. it's just not, um, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's a wonder that it's a question <laughs> to <Right>. me. <laughs> yeah. So sure. there are cookbooks labeled comfort food. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so uh, about um, when, and, and again, only only if you know and if you're comfortable talking about it. But yeah. when, so going back to high school, um, uh-huh. about how heavy were you at that point? So in high school, I I was over three hundred. I want to say probably three fifty when I graduated. Okay. And man, I and, and don't get me wrong, three fifty is big. Um, but I look back at those high school pictures and I'm like, man, I wish I was that fat again. Like, isn't that isn't I, I understand? I completely understand. Uh, you know, and look, I. I my my peak um, is isn't uh, what your peak was, and we'll talk about that as well. But but yeah. um, you know I was I was uh, just about three seventy, and okay. and I saw pictures of me at three hundred, and and I did the I did exactly the same thing. I went, man, I wish I was that small again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I think it, you know everybody's got those kinds of perspective, right? I just like. Like you look back and you go, I know I'm not in shape there, but man, I'd like to be that out of shape again. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this quote I heard. It was from a, a divorce attorney and I'm going to steal his line without telling you his name because I don't remember what his name is. Sure. But he said, um, I don't know who, who discovered water, but I know it wasn't a fish because when we're in a thing, we can't see it. Ah. And I'm like that that was brilliant and blew my mind. And that's kind of how it has been like on, on this up and down thing. Like when, when I'm in my down phases, like I think, you know, I'm doing so bad, but I, I can't really see because I'm so surrounded by everything that's going on at that point to realize, Hey, it's not so bad. Let's just keep pressing on. And, and, and eventually I would get discouraged every time. Right. So, um, so we know we know about uh, high school. What so what was your what was your max weight like now? You know, just from then until high. now. So my high high, yeah. the highest I ever weighed in was six hundred and five pounds, and I I know it was higher than that. I don't <coughs> excuse me, I don't know how much higher than that, but I had started to lose weight a month before I did that weight. So. Uh, it's so funny because like I know so many people who do that. I do that. I like when I when I was trying to lose weight, I would go, I'm not weighing myself now, but I'm going to give myself a week or two of yeah. dieting and then I'll then I'll cuz I want to get I want to get in the habit of, right. of of losing weight before I jump on the scale. When in reality, I don't want to know. I yeah. just I just don't want to know. And so yeah. I I am 90% sure that I was pushing 400 at before you know at some point yeah but i really don't want to know that (laughs) right yeah so i won't even even entertain the guesses of what i was um like i've tried to go there before and i'm like yeah that's just stupid like because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter right there's no way i can find out definitively how high i got but i know for sure i was at 605 um june of 2021 okay so um, that was my highest point, and uh, I don't know if you want to go into that story about that weigh-in. I, I want to talk about it, but I don't know if that please, was the time. To please, please, no, no, please, okay. absolutely. 
So I had decided, so this was after my dad, my dad passed away in 2020. I took his death really, really hard. Like I, I took my mom's hard, but it was like, um, you know, guys I think are just closer with their dads. Right? So, so, uh, so just when in 2020 did your dad pass? Uh, May of 2020. So my dad passed in March of 2020. Okay. Um, so I absolutely know what you're talking, what you're talking about and where you're coming from on that. And I took, I took his death really hard as well. Um, so, so I'm sorry, go, go on. I just thought so, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So to, I guess to back up, my mom died in 2017. My brother took it as a, as a wake up call. I, I kind of spiraled. Um, and then in 2018, I decided, okay, it's time like to get going on this thing. You need to lose weight again. Um, and I was actually at a karaoke party and a friend of mine named Josh, he had done a video of me singing and, um, he sent it to me and he was like, Hey, you did a good job on this song. And I looked at that video and I didn't see it as I did a good job. I thought, I do not even recognize that dude. Like I was so much bigger than I thought I was in real life. And, um, so that's when I was like, okay, we've let it go long enough. Like, let's, let's get on this. And, um, I started walking like crazy. I started dieting. Um, and my goal then was just to burn as much. I had it in my mind. I said, if I can do this for the next 18 months, I can drop as much weight as I can. And then I'll be good. Uh, because I had, I had weighed in at 550 was my high weight at that point. Um, because after I saw those pictures, I was like, I gotta know how much I weigh. So I went and weighed in, and it was 550, and I'm like, okay, 18 months. Um, I'm sure I can get down to normal, like 300, in the 300s within that point of time. And I, I was like, okay, it, it was a mad dash for me, the next 18 months. And, why, uh, why, why 18 months, if I can ask? Because it was just like I didn't want to be doing it. Oh, and okay, was, okay, yeah, right. Yep. So it was like a dash to like lose a lot of weight really quick. Um, and that lasted for six months, man. Over And over the next six months, I lost a ton of weight. I lost from, uh, I went from 550 to 426, I think it was. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. So, and, and that was within six months, man. I just, I just dropped it. And I was like, I was getting it. And I was like, okay, my goal, I can do this if I keep it up. Um, and then of course, you know, um, COVID started going around and I, I, well, COVID hadn't hit yet. That was still in 2019. Um, by the time I had got that burnout, I was like, okay, we're going to do maintenance. And I did maintenance all summer long. And into the fall, I started losing a little bit again. Um, cause I was like, okay, this is the weather that I can really get out and work in and, and like be comfortable in. And so I started, and then that December, my dad had been diagnosed with, um, liver cancer and uh and also that was really weird like he he had never drank a drop of alcohol in his life and it just like he was one of the guys that got liver cancer but anyway um so that was that december um and it kind of like that didn't really throw me off i mean of course i was concerned and then when they found out that it was terminal i was really concerned but then COVID hit that spring and everything just stopped. And then shortly, two months after COVID hit, my dad died. And then I didn't care. I just didn't care anymore. Um, and then I, I gained for the next year. I bought this house um, actually just a couple 
Oh, I guess it was a couple weeks before that weigh-in. Um, so we bought this house, and and I that closing picture, that's my high weight picture because that's the only time I got a picture taken in that mm. era of my life. Um, and, of course, that was horrible. So then I had to do all the new homeowner things like mow my own lawn and, and like, move all of my stuff in. Of course, you have help, but you still have to, like... <clears throat> yeah. And that's also embarrassing, like... When you when you bought this house and then you've got all these people coming to help you and they're like, oh, dude, just sit down. You you're you're sweating like crazy. I know you're out of breath. Just sit down. And you're like, man, you guys are helping me. Like I should be out there working harder. Like, and, and so that's like really embarrassing. But then um, a friend of mine, did we freeze up? Nope. nope. Okay, we're good. I got a text message. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a friend of mine bought a house um, just a couple months later, um, and I was helping him move. And, uh, of course, I was still at my height. Well, I had started losing a little bit of weight, but I was still in the 600s, I'm sure. Um, and uh, I, I did something to my back, and I had, um, they called it, it was a red flag case of saddle anesthesia. So anywhere, imagine you're sitting on a saddle, anywhere that that saddle would touch was just numb and then my complete left leg was numb and they said if it was a white white flag case that means that it's irreversible um and that comes with a lot of fun stuff like loss of bladder control loss of bowel control and so they were monitoring me for that um yeah and so that scared that scared me really really bad yeah but so that's kind of like what kicked this off but my idea this time was because in, in 2018, I was shamed out of doing bariatric surgery because I was like, that that's what I want to do. You know, I, I've lost all this weight and that's what I want to do next. And then the it's cheating people got to my head. And that's like if I'm a little bit preachy about that sometimes on my TikTok channel, that's why, because they got in my head and uh, and I just don't want that to ever derail anybody no. from from losing their weight like if that's a tool that's going to help you and you know it's going to help you go for it so that was my idea and i said i'm not going to let anybody discourage me from doing it this time i'm just going to go and so i found a surgeon that was a private practice he wasn't affiliated with the clinic here um and i went in and me and my wife both went in for consultations i stepped on his scale and um this was aside from my parents dying this was the worst day of my life um because i was not prepared to see that i was 600 pounds like you see the the show like my 600 pound life like you were talking about in the beginning right they they exploit people's tragedies for their pocketbook right right and so you get you get that idea in your head of 600 pound people you don't think of people at the time i was walking around i was you know, fine. I didn't have my back issue at that time. I didn't have my leg issue at that time. And so you just have this stigma, like 600 pound people are the kind of people that are laying in the bed and people are bringing them buckets of mashed potatoes and, and chicken and noodles. Like that, that's not me. So I was not prepared to see 605 pounds on the scale, but I stepped on the scale and it said 605 and it was not a nurse that was weighing me. It was the surgeon himself. And he looked at the scale and then he looked at me and he said, 605 pounds. And I said, yeah. And he says, does that sound right? 
And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you like, that's <laughs> your scam. Do you trust it or not? Why would you ask me that? And then, so he takes us back to his office and he starts talking to my wife and, and he does her consultation. And then he looks at me and he says, um, I don't want to see you back until you've lost at least a hundred pounds. And that was just the end of the conversation. Not like this is our plan going forward to get you to lose a hundred pounds. It was, I don't want to see you again until you've lost a hundred pounds. And I took that, that day, I took it as a death sentence because I, I wasn't prepared to see 605 pounds. Um, and so that was already mentally like just a punch to the gut. And then for the health care professional that I went to see to help me with this problem to say, he didn't want to see me back until I fixed myself. Um, to me, that was, that was a death sentence, man. And I remember I was so wrong to my wife on the ride home and I'm not like an angry person at all. Um, but I was pretty angry that day and she was like, well, we, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. And I, I just told her like it, the most heartbreaking thing I probably could have said, I said, well, I guess our, our future planning for me is just, we'll pick out my tombstone. And, and that, that was like, who says that to their wife, you know? Right. Right. And, and of course, in retrospect, I guess, but it's again, that thing, when you're going through something, you don't see it. When you're in something, you don't see it. Right. Um, that, that wasn't a compassionate thing to say to her. She was already scared for her husband because she had seen, you know, how I was getting around. She could see I was out of breath all the time. She could see I wasn't enjoying life. Here we had just bought this house, and now her husband's new plan is to die. Like, how insensitive could I have been in that moment? Uh, not much more than I was. So, so let me, so let me ask you that I, <clears throat> I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm annoyed by proxy, <laughs> um, at, at the way the surgeon, uh, handled that. Um, yeah. and, and I, I wonder, uh, how the surgeon for you, for the way that you needed to be communicated with, how could the surgeon have delivered that same message, but in a way that you would have been receptive to? Well, he could have started by by trusting his equipment and not making me verify the weight that I wasn't prepared to see. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have just wrote that down and made a note. We'll talk to this about him when we talk to him in his counsel side of the consultation. And then I think when he talked to me, he could have said, listen, you're a little bit heavier than my patients usually are um i think we have some things that we can do you know maybe schedule some um appointments with the staff to get you on a weight loss plan and we're gonna see you through it it really wouldn't have had to been much just i'm here we're here with you we'll walk through it with you um but it was just i don't want to see you again until you lose 100 pounds yeah, so and, and the reason I ask is because I've seen I've, I've heard from others uh, that have gone in for those consultations and the from what I can tell and I, and I'm not a bariatric guy, I, you know, but I support whatever decision you make. Um, but the consultations that, that I've heard that have gone well usually surround the uh, you know you're a little heavier than than uh, we would want to take a risk with. 
in order to mitigate that risk and, and really make it the safest plan for you, we really need you to drop another 100 pounds. And so right. here's some possible resources for how, you, how this may be able to help. Um, and, and again, go as if there is a future. <laughs> yeah. not, not just go, eh, you got to lose 100 pounds. Uh, give us yeah. a call when you do. Right. And, and I've had, I've had friends that have used that surgeon and they love him and that, that, that's great. Like, sure. If you can use him, but in my situation, his bedside manner, it, it literally left me feeling like I left his office with a death sentence. And then he also billed my insurance for it. Um, Of course, of course. (laughs) Right. Um, okay. All right. So we've got that done. You, you know, you came feeling like really just out of sorts from, from that experience. Yeah. Now what? So then after the breakdown and the cry and then, uh, seeing my wife cry over it, that was, that was my wake up call, um, to know how devastated I had made her by saying that. And then she of course let me know, like you, you can't just give up you can you know you've got me you've got your daughter like we've got this life planned and you can't just like roll over on it like you you got to do something and she she was gracious with me and she gave me time to figure it out um and we both surprise surprise decided not to go with that doctor um and then after we both tried to do it for a few more months naturally that's when i had my my back issue um, and they were monitoring me and the back doctor said, listen, she, I don't give her enough credit and maybe I'll do a video about that sometime. I don't think I give her enough credit with encouraging me on my weight loss journey. Cause I went to her and I was doing a strength test and she was like, you still have good strength. Like your nerves aren't shot in your legs. She said, uh, Jordan, if you could just lose five pounds you don't even know how much stress that would take off of your spine. And I was sitting there at, at that point, I think I was 570. And to hear say, if you just lose five pounds to this guy with a BMI over 80, you don't know what that would do for you. That encouraged me more than, because, you know, doctors have that that reputation and not all, there's plenty of compassionate doctors, especially um, in the bariatric community and stuff um but they have that that stigma of they're always on people that are overweight you know um so to hear her be like if you just lose five pounds you know that would be so good for you and so that really encouraging and um i asked one of the nurses if i could get a a referral to the bariatric program at the hospital that i was at and she said yeah no problem she was a like a physician's assistant, I guess, not a nurse. And so she, she wrote up my referral. I got in the bariatric program there and it has been a very long time uh, that I've been pre-op, but part of that was my problem. And some of that was um, not under anyone's control. So I decided that I wanted to do the long haul. So my insurance requires 12 visits. We could have doubled it up. Uh, but I was like, no, I want to make sure that I have habits formed. So let's do 12 months. So it was a year. Um, and then after that year, we had run into like the surgeon had an issue. So we had to switch up surgeons. Um, he had to move out of state, actually. So there's no way um, you can't 
Zoom call a surgery in. Right, so, right. <laughs> so we had to switch that up. And so now um, my wife has a surgery date, and we don't want to both be in recovery at the same time, so mine probably won't happen till next year. Again, I am like – when she called and told me she got a date, like I'm, I'm a crier, Kurt. Like, I'm a <laughs> and she was like, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, "I'm just so proud of you." <laughs> like, That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but so yeah, I probably won't be till next year. But I'm still, I'm still losing. I went through a uh, the CAT scan thing that I explained to you. Yeah. Like when I, my former surgeon said that I had to get this CAT scan. Um, it was one of those you don't want to know type of things like you said with the weigh-in i don't want to know i had to be under such my bmi was high enough to where i had to measure myself and i had to be under this measurement and i was like i don't want to know i don't want to measure myself and then be told i'm too big to fit in the machine or whatever right um so i just didn't do it and that's in fact i think i i think i gained 15 to 20 pounds um but that's coming off now like that's been I don't know how many months ago that that was. So, so, uh, so, uh, so that brings us pretty much to the present, right? Um, right. So, what's your what's your current weight, if you don't mind saying? I don't know. I'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll find out tomorrow. I'll, I'll go weigh in tomorrow. Um, but I think it's around five ten. Okay. Last time, last time I weighed in, it was five fifteen. Okay. All right, so, so still very, very much improved from six oh five. Yes, so, very much. So, so that's so and that's that, great. And that's kind of the the thing that's been different this time is I haven't given myself a timeline, um, and I've just said you know however long it takes that's how long we'll be on it, and we're not going to give up even if we mess up, like I did for those couple of months after the CAT scan MRI debacle or whatever. Like I still had in the back of my mind, even though I wasn't being as diligent, I still had, this isn't, this is not a long-term thing. You're going to get out of this, you're going to get back to it. And so before I let myself slip back into that, just groove of it, I got back into it. And, um, it's just one of those things, you know, that that's, that's great. Uh, I think that, um, one of the things that we always, uh, kind of rush into is, uh, not even rush into. That's the wrong term. One of the things we all we we tend to do is we start a weight loss program, whatever that entails, and it could be something as simple as calorie deficit, or it could be a uh, you know a way of eating. But we we shoot to lose as much weight as humanly possible as quickly as we can, and right. and that hardly ever works out, <laughs> right? It, it's versus setting a long term solution. Uh, yeah. where, that sets us up for life versus now. Right. Um, so so that's uh, so that's fantastic. So what what kind of um, uh, diet or or eating plan eating method are you currently using in order to kind of keep things going? Calorie deficit. That that's it. I I'm not doing anything special. I'm not. Um, I I've cleaned the little debbies out of my house <laughs> that that was a big downfall for Ooh, me. i bet i uh, bet so basically you know we we do eat a lot of um meat and veg. we do a lot of uh 
I guess, what do they call it? Clean eating, maybe. I don't know. Whole foods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a lot of processed stuff. Um, we still do bread. Um, we still do half a bagel or whatever, but we just don't. It's not how it used to be, you know. That's that's great. Uh, you know, I think that that's the that's the trap that we fall into sometimes, and and have often. I know I have uh, the deprivation. Right? You're just like you right. can't eat this food. Well, yeah. that just makes me want to have that food more. <laughs> you got that. Yeah. So so literally, uh, you 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 joke about the little Debbie's thing. But, yeah. but, you know, I've gone into a store and go, you know what? I really want one of those oatmeal cream pies. So, Dude, yes. Oh, the whew. fudge rounds. Well, and, well so and, those two, yeah. And just, and just go, I pick one up. I go, how many calories is it? I go, okay, 200 calories for this one oatmeal cream pie. Um, sure, I'm going to have it. Right. And log it. But, but you don't buy the whole box anymore. Ooh, which is so easy. <laughs> right. I, yeah. This was a this was like a mental victory for me. I saw a, um, a TikTok somebody had sent it to me, and they were like little debbies that they need to bring back. Um, and I, dude, I was so. Uh, we always had um, fudge rounds and banana twins in our house. Oh yep yep. Times okay, and so somebody had sent me a video saying that they needed to bring back banana twins, and I'm like, it's been so long since I bought little debbies, I didn't even know they discontinued them. <laughs> So that was, uh, that was, um, that was like a win to me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I, I was eating so much little Debbie's that like one of my favorite things that they do is they, again, it's those cream pie things, but, but, uh, they have a peanut butter cream pie. Um, and with peanut butter cookies and peanut butter cream in between. And I could tell you how fresh they were by just picking up the package and going, Oh, this is gonna be a little stale, and yep. and, and and nobody should know their snacks that well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but yeah, little Debbie's man. I just I it was every time I'd stop for gas or go into a convenience store, I'd pick mm-hmm. up a couple of those th- at least a couple of those things and and some you know my I'm a diet coke guy. Um, yeah. I was never a sugared soda guy, thank God. Uh, but but uh, just. That's just what you did, and for whatever reason, I would always buy doubles. I would always buy two things, um, yeah. and so and so because yeah. they're two for yeah, exactly. There it's two for a dollar or whatever, two for two dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's cool. Um, so let's uh, talk. Well, well, first before we even go to where I want to go to next. Um, I want to ask you just flat out if I can follow up with you next year yeah. uh, for a follow-up episode of this because that's one yeah. of the things I'm trying to do. I want to find out, okay, where are people now? And if people have fallen off the wagon or stumbled and and whatnot, I still want to know that because that's real, right? Yeah. We need to know it's not all just success. And I'm yeah. not encouraging you to stumble <laughs> at all. I would love for you to go, yeah, so since that episode, I've lost blah, blah, blah. Whatever right. that happens to be, that would be fantastic. Um, but but I just, I, I want to make sure that everybody I'm talking to, either I know whether or not they want to follow up. Um, and I think people, right. I think people def- definitely would want to know. Um, yeah. So, 
with that out of the way, um, because I know we don't have a whole lot of time because I, I want to be respectful of your time. I want to know about the poem and we will link it in the episode notes. So I want people to see this poem. Um, I will tell you that it hit me hard. Um, and because it was real, it was genuine and, and, um, it speaks to a lot of things that a lot of us feel. So, um, how did that come up, come about for you? What was the genesis of, of you writing and then performing that poem? So I've, I've always been, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of person, like I'm a very like touchy feely type of person as in like, I I'm emotional, I guess is the, is the, so I've always done like the emotional heart thing. I've always written, I've been a musician. Um, those, those kind of things have always been part of my life, but I've always been so, um, embarrassed to, cause you know, musicians think, you, you have two kinds of musicians. Either they think they're the best in the world or they think they're the worst in the world, right? So, yep. <laughs> so I, I always thought, man, I'm, I'm just no, like, it's nothing's good enough. Anything that I write isn't good enough to put out. Um, and plus, it's also kind of being vulnerable with the subject matter and everything like that. So most of the poetry that I've written has ended up in the round filing cabinet, right? Yep. And... Uh, I, I sat down and I wrote that actually, um, you guys aren't going to believe this. I wrote that on a lunch break, um, within an hour. Inspiration so, happens when inspiration <laughs> happens. Right. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. So I was on lunch and I, and I started, um, I'm like, man, I, I gotta get this off my chest. I had never talked. Um, I think I had mentioned on live a couple of times about my suicide attempt, uh, but I had never like put it out there for the world to see. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't know. And yeah, so it was, um, it was actually, um, I think it was, it was really close to when it was either the day it was was on my 30th birthday. Literally when I said it was my 30th birthday and I woke up and I didn't want to be alive, like didn't want to be awake. That, that was like, everything is factual in that poem. Like it was my 30th birthday. My mom had just passed away three months later. And I think that was the day after uh, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park had, had killed himself and that didn't have anything to do with my it, it's just like I remember it because they were so close together um, so I was like man I don't really I don't, I don't know that I want to put that out there like but then I got thinking about it and I'm like well what if there's somebody that's watching your videos that's feeling the same way that you were feeling and, and of course it, the like the weight wasn't the only thing I had going on in my life at that time um, but it was one of the things and like, um, we were, I was living in a, a one room house, um, or a one bedroom house. It was like a tiny house, like 400 square feet. There were holes in the bathroom floor. Like it was not like the landlord wasn't going to fix them. That's so my wife and daughter weren't even living with me at the time, uh, because we, I had to find a new place. Uh, it wasn't safe for them to be at that house. Once it started falling apart, it was over a hundred years old. And so, I couldn't move because I had to be close to work. Um, and they weren't with me. I, I felt like I just, I felt like I didn't have a person in the world. My mom was who I would call and vent to and she was gone. And, um, so it was just a low point. And, um, yeah, so 
I, uh, I remember I got rid of that gun really, really shortly after that too. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a firearm owner and I always have been. Um, but that one, I just, I just couldn't have in the house anymore yeah. because I, I, and I worked, like I said, at a farm and home store and, um, I was putting up firearms the other day at work and that exact same model caliber, I, I reached in and like, it was like just feeling the grip I, I knew what it was right away mm-hmm. and i'm like i the last time that i had one of these in my hand it was not a good thing and so it was like a couple days after that that i wrote that poem because mm-hmm. it was like i guess it was just like the freshness of like having that like knowing that i had the power now like and luckily i had the power that day to put it down but knowing that it didn't affect me anymore you know, I knew I could just pick it up, put it in the case, like no big deal. Um, where at one point it, it wasn't so cut and dry. It wasn't so black and white. Right. Right. It was a couple of days after that, that I had written that poem. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I sent it to Danny. Yep. Um, and I was like, I, I gotta know what you think. And you know, he's so sweet. Like yes. I love Danny so much. Yep. Um, and so I'm like, dude, if it stinks, you better tell me, uh, because I don't want to put it out there and it's just bad. And he's like, you've, you got to post it. He's like, there's no way you don't. And so I said, okay. Um, but I, like, I had literally just, I was sitting, I think in my car or something and I had just read it. And, um, so then right after work, I didn't have to go to my second job. So I was like, where am I going to shoot this at? And I thought about going to a lake I like to go to. And there's a hill that I do in my videos sometimes. I thought maybe I'll go to the hill um, and record it at the hill. And then I pulled in off the interstate and I saw these this grain elevator next to the train tracks because I live in a train town. And I'm like, I'm going to pull up over there and do it. And so <laughs> you, you notice I didn't take the time to memorize the poem. Uh, I was definitely reading it partway and then partway like, you know, um, but I was like, it's too fresh. I got to get it done now. Like I didn't want to take the time to memorize it. Um, and so I put out and, and, and I'm going to do like a more professional job. Like I'm going to hire a friend of mine who's a videographer to do it again and probably put it out on YouTube or something. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. so just, and look, only my opinion, I'm not sure that's necessary. And and really? the and the only reason is that it is it comes from such a genuine place. Um, you want to edit it and 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 kind of um, make some some video edits to the video itself. Fine, but I I love the rawness of it, and I and I think and it, and it's real, and um, that is what affected people, and I think that. Um, and again, only my opinion, but, but I, you know, cause it's your, it's your art. You do what you like. Cause that's it. You have to get that out of your system. Um, it, it's by far my favorite video that I've ever made. And at the time when I was like, here, here is the life of a TikToker, And I know I'm not like a big time TikToker, but, um, the, the things that we set up to be able to film like different settings like you don't even know where you're going to be putting your phone that day right right so i didn't have a tripod i didn't have anything but i'm like i'm on my way home i gotta get this done 
like we're here now. And so I had pulled my car up like at an angle and I was like, I can't even see the whole thing. So my door's halfway open and my phone's sitting on the ledge of my window and I'm just staring like, like talking to this phone and, and uh, like there are cars that drive by. And I think that's great for like the ambiance to like, to show that like, it's not overproduced or whatever. So right. I thought that was really cool. But at the same time, I'm like, they think I'm crazy. I'm just sitting here talking to my car door that's halfway open. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that I, so we are definitely going to link uh, that video uh, to to this podcast episode. Uh, and and for those folks that are that are uh, watching and listening, uh, you need to see this. You need to see this if you've ever gone through any kind of a weight loss journey. And it's not just a weight loss poem by any stretch. Uh, yeah. But but if you've ever had bouts of depression, if you ever have known pain. Uh, you need to watch this video. Uh, I uh, now I, I know Jordan a little bit outside of this podcast from from TikTok and, and whatnot, um, and I like to think that that we've become friends a little bit. Um, sure. But uh, I am so proud of you uh, for the transparency and the bravery you showed to be able to even do that video, because right. because it just it's real yeah. it's real and it just and we don't often see yeah. that uh genuine transparency uh in in yeah. videos so um uh, another thing, yeah another thing about it is like when i whenever i make like a video that i'm like oh yeah this is a great video the first people that i send it to is uh my siblings um because i know at the end of that i talk about the rough relationship with them um with with five out of the five out of seven, like things are going really well, um, and uh, relationships are being repaired there. Um, but I did not feel like I should share that. <laughs> A couple, my sisters have seen it, and my sisters knew like long ago how I felt about everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, that was another thing that gave me hesitancy. And I was talking to Danny, and I can't remember if he said it or if I said it, if I was working through it. And I say, you know, um, nobody really cared when I was going through that. Nobody cared that I wasn't there. So why should I care how they feel about me telling the world, you know? Yeah. And uh, so and, and it's, it's not that I'm trying to have bad blood or anything with them. It's just that that's the reality. That's part of my story. And I'm not going to shut up about that. No question. It's your reality. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't, I mean, it not only doesn't it matter, but it doesn't affect your reality, like how they yeah. view it. It doesn't matter. Right. So, uh, no, that, that's great. Um, okay. So I know, uh, we're, we're getting a little short on time here for you, but, um, I ask everybody and I, I would love to hear that if you saw somebody who is just starting their weight loss journey and doesn't even know they know that they have a problem and they know they need to move forward uh -huh. um what would you say to them um i would tell them that they're not going to be perfect um, that we go for progress over perfection um i would tell them to take it one meal at a time one snack at a time in the beginning because that's how i had to start um, if you do too much too soon, you're bound to fail. And, uh, most importantly, 
if you need me, hit me up. Because I've been there. That that sounds great. That that is that is, sounds great. Um, one question that I forgot to ask you because I was so enthralled with your story. Um, what is your goal? My goal, man that 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 changes day to day. Not day to day, but I know I get it. Like the mini, we have we mini do. goals. Like we all have like these mini goals, right? Um, and so, and so if you know what your ultimate goal is, cool. If you don't, that's okay. I mean. <laughs> 220 sounds like a sweet spot to me. Okay. And I've gone back and forth. The, like, the extremes would be 250, um, and then the other extreme would be 180. Um, I'm five. I'm 510 when I'm not 600 pounds, so the weight has shrunk me down to 59. So I'm not a tall guy, but I think 220. My brother um, was 220 most of his life, and we have a very similar build, and I've always thought he looked really – he pretty, we're pretty stocky. Genetically, we have a lot of uh, muscle mass. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, so why don't we uh, go ahead and wrap things up? Jordan, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you talking with me today. Uh, it, it means the world to me. And uh, as you know, on TikTok, um, we, we have this wonderful community that's very supportive of each other. And um, I want everybody to be able to know how to find you. So where can folks find you in social media? So you can find me on TikTok, um, the real weight loss warrior. Um, or walking with Jordan. I think if you, I think my actual hat is real weight loss warrior. Um, but if you look for walking with Jordan, you can find me there. Also, Kurt says he's going to pin my poem. I definitely want you guys to check that out because i'm very very proud of it um in a righteous proud way um not an arrogant way but uh i i if it just helps one person seriously um i i want you to check that out um on instagram i'm not real active on the instagram but i'm also real weight loss warrior on instagram so you can find me there too awesome uh once again thank you for for joining us and Thank you all for listening and watching. We will see you next time. Hey, one more. Can I do my sign yeah. out real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Please do. All right. All right. I got to do this. Let me get my game to sign, okay? Okay. All right, Weight Loss Warriors. We'll catch you on the next one and go out and give a great day.